0: Welcome to The Boyk Brief. Today we are speaking with employees of the Lucas County Canine Care and Control. I hope I said it all. That's a mouthful, but I think it also goes by LC4. Um, today we have Kelly Sears, Director, and Anna Brogan, Community Engagement Manager. Hi guys. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming in. So there's a lot of big things I want to talk about, um, but first one is, can you just give the people that might not know an overview about what LC4 is, what you guys do, and kind of go from there.
1: Sure, we do um, quite a few things that I think a lot of people don't realize, uh, or some people always think of one part and not the other. So we do take in over 3,000 stray dogs a year, and we do accept owner-surrender dogs as well by appointment. And we do pick up dogs. Our deputies are on the road picking up dogs as needed. Uh, as well as taking in stray dogs that are found by the public through our front door and we do investigate all the bites of Lucas County so anytime a a dog bites a person or um, if unfortunately kills another dog that is something that we investigate we do have an adoption program Uh, we have a low-cost vaccine clinic program as well we do a lot of outreach to the community and schools and we um, have a pretty good uh, return to home program where we try to help the owners once they get their dogs reclaimed and we try to help get them spayed, neutered and up to date on vaccines. Am I missing anything? I think you got it.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I can't, I can't imagine more. Ones,
1: you know... We never want to keep anyone's dog. Like sure. we don't want them. So people were like, oh no, you know, I don't I don't wanna be truthful, I don't wanna tell what happens. Like, we don't want your dog and we will not take your dog. We don't have that authority. So
0: how many employees does it take to kind of keep this running? Oh, we're right under 30 right okay. now. So
1: not very many of us.
0: I heard that there was a camp out, something along those lines for dogs and some kind of awareness program. Tell me about that. In June, we had um, a huge grant
2: from Best Friends Animal Society. They would cover the entire adoption fee and license for up to 100 dogs. And I was like, that's amazing. How can we draw attention to this? Like, what's something new we could do? And I was like, oh, what if I don't go home until 100 dogs go home? And then I was like, be realistic. And I was like, okay, I'll go home, but maybe I just won't sleep (laughs) at home. So I um, called my friends up at the Metro parks and we made a plan and I camped out every night in the month of June or until 100 dogs were adopted whichever came first. thank goodness it came June 28th maybe. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and I took a different shelter dog with me every night. We had a couple of nights that were uh, nasty weather you know the tornado mm-hmm. that hit point place I was uh, snug in my office at LC4. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh-huh. you know, I wanted to. I wanted to really. But i really surprised it. how much good weather there was. It was beautiful. You know, it was shocking. Really. Yeah, that's amazing. You didn't even cave for the weather. You I went mean, to you, you know, yeah. the ticks? Oh, And This was a tent ticks. camping. Yes, I had my. I had a six-person tent, and Kelly loaned me her cot. <laughs> so there was a cot and a crate because I'm not taking a shelter dog without a crate. Like, you know, Aww. I don't know this dog very well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And most of the dogs. Absolutely loved it. A couple of the dogs were like, what is all this noise? What are those frogs doing out of bed? Don't they know we're supposed to be sleeping? And they were a little bit, you know. But I played some quiet music for them, and they did okay. And there were only three dogs that I didn't want to have. In my own home. Okay. There are only three dogs out of 27 dogs that I took.
0: Wow. Well that is fantastic <laughs> and you said that the goal was a hundred in the month? Yes and we hit 101. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's your average adoption rate?
1: Throughout you know the month? it is usually between 60 and
0: 70 which
1: okay. sometimes seems low but then we also have the return to home dogs as well and we don't have any cats so That does play um, a part into it, but yeah, 100 is, we would love it if we could, if we could reach 100 every month, that would be fantastic.
0: Can you tell us about the process for bringing the dogs into the shelter and kind of what happens from there? Well,
1: uh, the majority of dogs, like I said, are strays, so they're either picked up by our deputy or they are brought in by a Good Samaritan. So they come in, they get their picture taken immediately because we want to have, you know, every chance that we can find an owner. Uh, that does get uploaded real time to our our website or it could even be like 15 minutes, but it's very quick. So we have photos of the dogs. We get the photo, we get them a collar where it has all their information on it. just kind of like a hospital ID almost, but a collar. And then they go to the kennel and, you know, get fed and hopefully, you know, can decompress a little bit. But you know, it's a scary place. The same process happens with an owner surrender as well. We usually give them a couple of days to, you know, kind of just decompress a little bit. But um, we don't have a set time; we have to hold them. But for owner surrenders, we do ask that people call and make an appointment because we, you know, it's it's the law that we hold all the strays, and then we run out of space. So for uh, the owner surrenders, we want to give everyone the best chance to get through the system. So we ask that people make appointments for those guys. Legal straight hold is three days without a license for mm-hmm. Ohio, 14 days without a license. So once it hits day four, they're ours and we can move forward with whatever we're going to do. You know, first they are put with other dogs to see what their play styles are like and who they might like. Some, you know, dogs want to be with people more. Some enjoy playing and are what we call play date candidates. And some are must meet other dogs because they just might be older and they don't want like a young pup jumping all over. They do have to be able to get along, though. We can't um, have dog, aggressive dogs that are, you know, just up to to get into a big fight. After that, they do have a a brief behavior evaluation. And it's just quick handling and, you know, do they guard toys and food? And even if they do, it's just there's different modification programs that we can send people home with to work on those. And then after that, they are uh, put in a status for um, a physical, which is either they just get a regular physical if they're already spayed and neutered, even though – most of them aren't. Um, and then that includes the rest of their vaccines because um, they are all vaccinated, uh, also in intake. So they do get their, we want to try to prevent any illness if we can. But then they get their rabies vaccine, their heartworm test, spay neutered, microchip. And then after we check their decision the next day, they're up for adoption. Wow. Do you
0: take in all breeds?
1: We do. Yep, we take in all breeds. Yes. The most amazing part is
2: seeing this dog that if you saw it, if you didn't know anything about dogs you'd be like that is a terrible dog like i don't have anything to do with that and then you see it turn into a
0: squishmallow yeah. basically and it's it's magical it's how do you guys magical. give that up i feel like i would you know have so much attachment to the dog and wouldn't be able to separate myself how do you do that
2: I think it's kind of like students in school. Like if you know teachers, they get really attached to their students. They love them, but they know they're not their children. And they know they're going home or going on to their next teachers or whatever. So I just like I'm glad when it finds a forever home and it can go live its best life.
0: So if someone wants to adopt, what's the best way to find what dogs you have? Is it your website? Do you have social media? How do they find that?
2: Yeah, so all of our adoptable animals are listed on the website, they also have a profile in Petfinder, um, and so that's that's really a good way to find a dog who is going to be a good match for you. Um, or you can just come into the shelter, and you can meet up to four dogs at one time. We'll, you can look through this big book. We got a big book of pictures and when they came in and kind of what they're like, and we'll bring them, and you get to like visit with the dog and get a sense of, their energy and yours and mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah I like that what's your
2: hours for walk-ins Monday through Friday is 11 to 5 30 uh, we close at six, but we have to start. Um, we have to stop adoption processes at five thirty, mm-hmm. and then on the weekend it's eleven to four thirty okay. for
0: adoptions. Yeah. So if someone's not ready for adoption yet but wants to be involved, do you have volunteering opportunities? We do have volunteering opportunities. We also have
2: fostering opportunities. So you're not ready to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You're on the fence. Take it home as a foster, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see at home and take your time and see how that's going to go if you're not ready to have a dog in your home at all absolutely we always need volunteers we have probably 50 active volunteers right now i think we had 352 hours of volunteer dog walking in july so that's pretty awesome we really appreciate our dog walkers there are opportunities to help with events help with making enrichment toys we always need help, like making TikTok videos. And, <laughs> you know,
1: there's. We have a foster ambassador program as well, so that is someone who just wants to help us by fostering the dog and finding a home for it. So they will take the dog home, put it on their social media, share with you know encourage their friends to share, and then depending on their comfort level, where they want to meet up to meet the dog. Um, that is great, and that is really what we need. We need so many more of those because our shelter stressful. Everyone knows it's an old building. Everyone knows we need a new one. And even in the new one, it's still not a home. So this is a great way for people to meet the dog and then see what their personality is like. And and then these homes do it over and over again. And, you know, they love it. And if they have to go on vacation, they don't have to worry about it. So um, we love our foster ambassadors.
2: Is there any commitment with fostering? Like, do you, if you want to foster one and then you don't want to do it again, or if you want to continue it, is there any kind of...
1: Nope, not at all. Uh, we do hope, though, there's a lot of foster failures, you know, so someone's going to be an ambassador. To or. Dog. Yeah, so that's great, but we don't want to lose you completely, so <laughs> you have to keep fostering. That's
2: actually how I got both of my dogs, foster failures. So. Yes, I know I am. <laughs> like, I can't even,
1: I just, I know if I say I'm going to foster this dog, it's not coming back, so... My whole family knows that, so.
0: Okay, we have another dog. (laughs) Where are you located? Where's your current location?
1: We're at 410 South South. Erie Street. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. It's at Erie Street down close to
2: Collingwood and where you get on seventy five.
1: It is really a building that was meant to hold dogs for three days. And on day four, that was it. Mm. The building is terrible. It doesn't allow space for the dogs as they should. You know, there isn't enough room because the cows are so small. And they're all together in multiple big rooms, which we know... Just causes, you know, the main the main thing that dogs get is kennel kind of cough and upper respiratory infection, just kind of a cold like we do. And dogs put in that situation, we kind of say it's like daycare. You know, you take your kid to daycare for the first time and they're sick, and um, you know that's basically what happens to any dog that enters our building, even though we vaccinate them the moment they walk in. You know, it's too late.
0: Did I hear something about there's a new project or new building in the works? What, we are. We're in the process of a new build at 1301 Monroe
1: Street. Okay. The building there's been demolished, so we're in the getting soil samples and all that phase to see, you know, is our foundation gonna support, you know, what we what we want with the soil and this gonna be brand new. <laughs> Completely new. Do yes. you guys have an
0: expected
1: move-in date or right now we are projection. looking at the winter of twenty twenty-four or early twenty twenty-five. Well that's exciting. Let's double our the size of our building now and uh, we'll have the proper kennel size for our dogs.
0: Now does that mean you'll be able to increase the number um, of dogs you have in?
1: Yes well we will. If we needed to shut our guillotine doors we would have almost 300 kennels in the new facility. However we do not want to have to do that all the time um, or really ever and it's a different complete different setup which I think a lot of people don't understand because they're like oh you're building into the same size or less which We're not building last. Everyone thinks we're building last, but we still have about a good 180 kennels. And so if you look at our numbers right now, we're sitting at 203 today, which is not a good thing at all. Hitting 200 is um, where we we don't want to be. But we have a lot of puppies right now, and those puppies are in a litter. Now, that whole litter would go in one kennel run together, and that's what I think people like. You know, even even some of the employees have never seen a way a proper shelter runs. So, where we have, you know, if we have a bunch of little chihuahuas that come in from the same household, they're going to go in the same kennel run. They're more comfortable that way. Sure. Even a bunch of little dogs that don't know each other can go together because they're going to be a lot more comfortable. In the new building, the max dog in each room is eight or nine dogs. So, complete huge difference. I mean, our main kennel area, it's called the main. Um, houses about 64 dogs and those are all breathing the same airspace mm-hmm. so from going from 64 to 9 we really hope it's going to make a huge difference for these dogs and our vet staff i mean talking about you know time to give meds you know every dog is on meds twice a day so and then sometimes we'll eat the meds and then we have a whole list like this one likes spam this one likes bill <laughs> this one likes shredded chicken so you know there's not adequate outside space there wasn't a vet clinic space. Um, The biggest problem is all the dogs come through one front door. So that just shouldn't happen in animal sheltering. There should be, you know, an adaption area and then, you know, the surrender stray area. So because you don't want healthy dogs mixed with sick dogs coming in. So, you know, all of that separation of space just isn't happening
0: right now. So it sounds like this new building has a lot of opportunity um, and growth for you all. Yes, yep, and it
1: needs to. You know, it was definitely needed probably 20 years ago. So, it is it is time. (laughs) It is time for Lucas County to to get us there.
0: Well, that's great. Um, another point I wanted to bring up and how we kind of first came to know you guys is our partnership. We have the Boyclaw Cares Program. From your side of it, how is this program going to help you guys and, you know, LC4? First
1: of all, you know, the monetary donations is fantastic because that goes to our Cuties Fund. And that is our fund that goes to dogs that need extra TLC medically. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. I mean, what we spend <laughs> at these dogs medically is insane. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people don't realize, I truly don't because they don't know, the general people know, the shape that dogs are when they get to us is always pretty bad. Um, you know, because we'll see posts where people are like, oh, let's look at the curls of the dog. It's like, that is what every one of our dogs look like when they come in. Um, just your general stray being brought in is in bad shape. They're thin. They usually have some sort of hair loss from fleas. They usually have ear infections. Uh, they have intestinal parasites. Like they just look bad. And then some of them, you know, as soon as it's spring, it's hit by a car, hit by a car, hit by a car. And you know, the dogs are are getting out. They're not neutered, so you know they're roaming. They're trying to find you know the ladies, and um, they will go far. They will go miles. So we, you know, we unfortunately have you know dogs that get shot, stabbed, and you know we see it all. And uh, without that fund, we wouldn't be able to do it. So it helps pay for their medical care. I mean, we've. You know, we've had um, just so many that we need to do outside care. And that'll be either, you know, orthopedic surgeries or amputations or eyelid surgeries or different masses that need to be removed. And it is, you know, pretty much like we have a litter of puppies that just came in yesterday and two of them, and I'm talking, they are tiny little babes, eight weeks, probably only five pounds and two are going to need an eye removed. So what happened to those two that like, that's not just a normal birth defect, like there's trauma to those little guys already. And then the adoption spot is great. I mean, the last one I was just like, Ugh. like the letters were crooked. I'm like, hey. So, um, yeah. But it's just, it's fun for people. They get excited. You know, they're happy with their new dog. They're super happy for the photo. And it's just nice to have something nice and bright to, you know, brighten up every Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Can you describe what the adoption site or spot is that you just referenced? It used to be. Um, yellow
2: cinder blocks and a bench with sometimes cushions on it and sometimes not sometimes there would be a banner that we would put up like i don't know happy valentine's day Day or whatever was up the happy gotcha day was up there last and um sometimes it, it it looked really nice and sometimes it well, usually it just looked really institutional and mm-hmm. maybe yeah. a little sad. Okay. Um, and now it is a beautiful blue background with um, a photo of a sunflower field at the bottom. So yeah, it's blue so it's and yellow. It's yellow. It's so Sunshine. happy. It's so beautiful. And um, there's some new cushions to go on the bench. So like everybody's first family photo together, mm-hmm. it's this happy photo. It's beautiful. I know that it's a nice thing for the families to have, but then when we can share that, like on our social media, sometimes we'll do like a big post, be like, here's, you know, a whole bunch of our latest uh, adoption yes. picks in our our, our Boyclaw Cares adoption spot. You consume things with your eyes, right? Like you're not going to see the sad picture and be like, oh, well, you know, it's an old shelter and whatever. Right. No, you're going to be like, why? Why does it <laughs> look like that? <laughs> but now you're yeah. going to see it and you're like, what a cheerful photo and how happy and I want to do that and people could see themselves then in that adoption Mm -hmm. photo and then hopefully they'll just come down and get one of their own yes I agree our front desk staff um when they're completing adoptions they give people the option to to have their pictures taken not everyone wants their photos taken, and not everyone wants their photos
0: shared on social media sure so we we do what we can And you guys have a social media page where people can go and see that? Mm -hmm. We do. We even have two. So pictures will be
1: shared from our Facebook page, which is, you know, Lucas County Canine Care and Control. And then we have a Friends of group who is also our nonprofit arm that will raise money for us as well. So they are 501c3. And so that is Friends of Lucas County Dogs. And they love to share the adoption photos as well.
0: Great. And I believe we'll be taking that and sharing your post as well. So we can reach out to even more people and mm-hmm. hopefully we can get even more people at the adoption site and get a lot more pictures and happy adoptions going. Yes, it is this.
1: because our biggest need really besides all the dogs having a home is people knowing who we are mm-hmm. and not getting us confused with other organizations and just realizing that we exist and I think that was and we're not just you know dog catchers coming to take your dog mm-hmm. uh, especially you know our future plans you know is, is working more with the community we want people to be able to come to us as a place where they get help, not as like, ooh, the evil dog catcher. So <laughs> that is really what we want. We want to
2: connect you to resources. Mm-hmm. If you can't keep your dog because you can't afford vaccinations, well, we'll get you into our clinic. If you can't afford food, we'll connect you with people who
1: I have a pet pantry. Be, pet pantry. Yeah.
0: So from what I understand, this is the first time that you have partnered up with an outside business. Um, and what does that look like? And I guess going forward, what do you hope? to achieve with more businesses.
2: Yeah, so this is our first formalized sponsorship where your name is on something in our building and you've made a commitment to supply us with money going forward. And as we look forward to our new building, we're definitely um, hoping that more and more businesses want to uh, form relationships like that. Um, You guys know how good it feels to be able to come down and see your money and your effort at work helping the dogs and um, we want other other businesses to be able to do that we're in the process of uh, formalizing some outlines for different sponsorship opportunities Um, and we can start those soon or we can um, you know do them down the line and get people involved with the the new building. So you mentioned before um, about your nonprofit friends group. Tell us a little bit about what they do and how they support the dogs in the shelter.
1: So their main mission is to support the dogs in our shelter. Like that is exactly what um, what, what they want to do. So um, my first year, they did raise enough money for us to get a digital x-ray machine so at that time, uh, it was funny. I was new, and I was like, okay, everyone, we can do it. And they're like, how much is it? And I'm like, $45,000. And they're like, there's no way we can do that. And I think they reached their goal in three to four months, so they were super excited. And um, that was like, just huge for us because, um, like I said, so many hit my car, so many broken legs. And we would have to take the dogs and put them in a truck and bounce them with a broken leg to a vet clinic get the x-ray, and then bounce them all the way back. So I couldn't imagine. It's like you poor dogs. Now it's just digital. It's, you know, state of the arts, the best thing in our building. And um, that was just, it's like what, what that has done for the animals is insane. And it's been things like that. They um, do $5 Fridays, and all of our dogs get Benabones. So they raise enough money that we were able to buy enough Bones for every single dog in the shelter, which are nice durable chewies, because we have, you know, big chewies, big chewers. <laughs> and uh they just bought us a blood machine so we can do blood work before surgery. Wow. They have bought us an ultrasound machine so we can do ultrasounds on um, pregnant dogs or just so we see swelling in the belly. So just you know, they love helping out, they love they do enrichment nights, so they will organize nights when they come and they make all those enrichment toys for our dogs and pass them out and then fill our fridges so we can make sure the dogs get enrichment every day, which is, you know, so good for them. So they are there to support us. They usually do a bigger run for the animals. And when is that coming up?
2: October 8th. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ottawa so, Park. Okay. Yep, yep. We should run into October 8th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it down. Better start training now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an
1: official... You know, for runners, Dave's, what yeah, they do. do. Yeah. Dave's is involved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's also going to be in an alumni event. So yes. if anyone has any LC4 alumni, we're going to do that and have some fun stuff going on with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. um, so they're such a great group. We're so happy to have them. And I just love that they're just, you know, they um, help with our, um, we have a Glass City Pity Transfer grant. So um, we're able to get um, another grant so we can actually pay uh, our rescues to take our pit bulls. Uh, just if they need, you know, extra medical care, they can use the money or um, advertising, whatever. So they help facilitate that program. Oh, and a big one, Rescue University. Yeah. want to about Rescue you.
2: Yeah, so Friends of Lucas County Dogs, they started a program called Rescue University. So uh, some of our longer-stay dogs, as they start to kind of get c- uh, kennel crazy and like, you know, they're,
1: they're tired they, of being there.
2: They need, a, <laughs> yeah. they need a little something more in their life. Um, volunteers will pick them up. I think we have one or two classes a week, and they get to go to training at Canine mm-hmm. Karma. Oh. And so that makes them a little bit more desirable to adopters. They you know, know their basics, sit, lay down.
1: Paw, loose leash walking. Loose leash walking. Mm-hmm. You know, just helps them. And they get free classes after. So if they yeah. get adopted, Canine Karma does continue the training classes mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time until they graduate. So yeah. it is a great program.
2: Yeah. And it's innovative. Like we're one of the first shelters, definitely in Ohio, to do such a program.
1: Well,
0: you guys are doing great work. I know we all here at Boyk Law appreciate you. Um, is there anything you want the public to know That would help at LC Four. Well, I think
1: one thing, just with back to what we do, we actually sell dog licenses as well, right? And um, whether whatever people's feelings are about those, the biggest thing that everyone needs to remember is it does fund our general, our, our our dog and kennel fund, which is where you know all the money comes out of for everything that we do. But it also is the main tool in Ohio, the main proof that you own that dog. So Ohio has different laws than other states, and a microchip is a wonderful tool. We love them. We want everyone to have a microchip. But if your dog has a microchip and not a current license, the microchip doesn't mean anything. So the microchip could be microchip to someone else or someone else could get a license on your dog. But if you, the, micro, the license trumps all. So you have to get a license just to ensure that your dog is safe. And so I just thought people to realize that. Plus all the dogs would never even enter our building if they had a license. Our officers will even do everything they can on the road to take those dogs back. You know, it's like when there is a license, they are, you know, we are calling. We're like, hey, we'll drop it off. You know, is there a safe residence we can take it to? Just in anything like that. So I think people need to realize that. And um, if they ever have questions about that, they can reach out to us.
0: That's good to know. Can they do that online? Absolutely. Perfect. How much is a license?
1: It's $25 for Lucas County. And there are three-year permanent licenses as well.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's great to know. Ladies, I really appreciate you coming here. We learned a lot today, and I hope that we can continue to work together and really get the word out to the public. Thank you very yes, much. For sure. Thanks for having us. It's yeah. been great. Thank you so much.